going to open in prayer and and uh, just give God all room to move and, and all the glory. So, Lord, we worship you. We honor you. We give you place in this space today. Have your way among us. Do what you want to do. Manifest healings. Break off yokes, burdens off of us as the word is proclaimed and preached. It's all through you. It's all from you. It's all because of you. We give you the praise and the honor and the glory because it's you. <laughs> it's just all because of you. We thank you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So I wanted you guys to, well, the Lord wants you guys to know that you are called. <coughs> the church is here to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. You guys are the saints. You guys are here to be equipped to learn how to function and flow in the power of God that he asks us to flow in. Greater works he's called us to do. Every one of us, everyone, it's not just for the fivefold ministry. It's not just for the person who stands up here and brings the word of God. It's for every person no matter what age. No matter what age, the greater works that Jesus did, we are called to walk in those works. And you come here and, and the pastor ministers the word to you and, and brings you in under grace and brings you in under love and, and shows you the love of God, the redemption of God. And, and ministers to your heart, ministers to your soul as a pastoral office. They love you right where you're at. They take care of you spiritually. They pray for you and they endeavor in prayer for you. The heart of the, your pastor, this is what she does. She's been staying with you, living life with you, living a godly example in front of you. And that's what a pastoral office does. She's prepared a great ground. We had a word earlier today. She has prepared a great ground. You guys are ready. You guys are ready. It doesn't matter who comes, who doesn't come. It doesn't matter how full the building is or how one or two people, I don't even want to say empty. It's never empty. If the Holy Spirit is here in one person, you're enough. You're enough. The Holy Spirit in you, that's it. That's the two or three. It's not me, her, and the Holy Spirit. It's me and the Holy Spirit. That's the two and three gathered. Three and one. God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, and the Son and me. We're good to go. So as long as it's you and the Holy Ghost, you can go. Amen? Amen? Yes. But we come here to build one another. We come here to edify one another. We come here to strengthen one another. To encourage one another. To help one another. To be there for one another. And God is calling the church to the greater works. It is the season. It is the time. We have the age of enlightenment. We have the age of grace. We had we had all these things come in and and, and now we have the, the righteousness of God was preached. We have the enlightenment of the Holy Spirit was preached. The grace of God was preached and now it's combining all of these together for the body to move in greater works. 
in unison together. You realize Jesus raised somebody from the dead, Lazarus. Right? You guys realize he... Now Lazarus was in the grave four days. <laughs> Isn't that... Right? Jesus was in the grave three days. But Lazarus was four days. Just so they knew when Jesus raised from the grave, they knew it was possible within three because it had already been done in four. Amen? That's a great work. What greater work than a born-again believer? A miracle of somebody being born again. There's no greater work than that, right? So the greater work's what's God talking about? Multiplications. More people. More people flowing in the gifts. God has called you to greater works. Everybody. Every person. It doesn't matter who you are or where you're at. Greater works in your community. Laying hands on one another for healing. Those gifts should be flowing through you. Because that's what he's called us to do. To get to those greater works, some people don't like to take the steps. And that's where it gets a little bit tricky, is taking the steps to get there. It's a sacrificial life. You gotta give up some things to, to go after those things that God has asked the body of Christ to go after as a whole. But how it begins is in his presence. If you learn how to get in the presence of God, you will learn to discern his presence when it's here, discern when he wants you to do something. When Jesus went to the pool of Bethesda, it says there were many, many people that were sick, and he went to one, one person. It was the Holy Spirit initiated to go to the one person. So are we that sensitive to listen to the Holy Spirit and know that that's the one that we go to? Or are we going to try to heal everybody thinking that that's what we got to do? We have to be spirit-led. We have to hear from God. We have to get in his presence to know the will of God for our lives. To know who you're to pray for. Who, where that miracle is going to manifest. Who has faith, God? Who has the faith to receive that miracle that you want to impart in their lives? So getting in the presence of God is the first and foremost important thing that we could do. There's, there's healing in the presence of God. There is um, words of wisdom, words of knowledge in the presence of God. As you learn to self-examine yourself and get in his presence, the more the gifts will flow within the body of Christ. But it takes a self-examination. If you want the church full, then you need to be full. Right? If you want the church full, you need to be full of God. And then just that overflow of what's in you will spill out onto others. And they'll be drawn in. And they'll have what you have. Because God wants them to have it too. Because for everybody, and He wants everybody. He even wants your enemy. Amen. He wants them all. Amen. <laughs> he wants them all, and He's after them all. Let's go to John 14 before we get into the presence. I just want to touch on this. 
this is where I began a journey into now I've been filled with the Spirit of God for quite a few years with the Holy Spirit I've been born again and then baptized with the Holy Spirit the power of God with the evidence of speaking in tongues for quite a few years and um, but this brought me into the releasing of that power this helped me to understand the the righteousness of that power the holiness of that power that it's all God it, he gets all the glory he gets everything and it's not it's got nothing to do with me <laughs> it really doesn't but it has to do with getting in his presence so in order to release that power of God there's a self-examination there is getting in his presence staying in the presence because people have a hard time in the presence sometimes staying in it in order for that power to move through you. He's got to learn to trust you. He's got to learn. God's got to know he can trust you. And we learn trust by actions, right? Your kids can come to you and say, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. And then you think, well, okay, but do you really believe they're going to do it, you know, considering what their actions have been in the past, right? So actions do speak to God. He knows our hearts, but he knows our actions as well. And so our actions do speak to God. So we want to be faithful in our actions. John 14, starting in verse 10, says, Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the work themselves. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me. Do you guys believe? Yes. I'm a believer. Amen. I'm a believer. He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Are you a believer? Amen. The works Amen. that Jesus does, you will do also. <laughs> you will do also. This is what he says. And greater works will you do because he goes to the Father. So the greater works is multiplication because the Holy Spirit had to come for it to be multiplied into all of us. Because it couldn't be. Jesus was one man. We got to work through some delegated authority. But the miraculous power is in the Holy Spirit. We have delegated authority to call things not, to command demonic things to leave. But when we're talking miraculous manifestations, that is a work of the Holy Spirit. And the only way the Holy Spirit could be in all of us is for Jesus Christ to go to the Father. Amen. So we've got the Holy Spirit. We're going to do greater works. We're called. Every one of you, you are called exactly to the people that are around you. You're called to your, the friends in your school, the people in your schools. You're even called to your teachers, believe it or not. You might not think so, but you're called to your teachers. You are. Everybody has somebody around them that you're called to do these greater works in. We've got to learn to flow in the miraculous. So in essence, we've got to learn to get in the presence of God. She's tilling the good ground. She's preaching a word. She's told you the love of God is here for you. You've received it. You're sitting in the pews. You know he loves you. You know he's for you. You know he's redeemed you. You know that he is not against you. She's preaching the word. She's preaching the word. Let's, you guys got to get out and gather and get them in. 
you got to be full of the presence of God so it touches somebody else when you're in the community. And you learn to, to function in that by getting in his presence. So this helped me to step in, to flow into your call. You're called to the people around you. You are. You absolutely are. If you're sitting in this place, you are called. You're called to preach the gospel, to live the gospel, to love the people around you. As she has loved you, you go love others. Jesus says, as I have loved you, go and love others. She's the example of Jesus' love. As she has loved you, you go love others the exact same way. Were we perfect when we came in? No. Did our pastors love us anyway? Yes. Right? Pastors are amazing. They have such a heart. Their hearts are amazing. It, it, pastors' hearts are amazing. I, I don't know how else to describe it. They love you from here to here. They love you whether we're spiteful to them. They love us. They love us. They just want the best for us. They want us to be touched by God and function in the power of God. That's their whole heart, to be touched by God, function in the power. So functioning in the power, this helped me to really release some giftings in me, um, the giftings that God has for all of us. I'm not talking about the call of the fivefold ministry gifts. I'm talking about the call of reconciliation that is on each of us, the call of greater works that is on every one of us. You guys should be laying hands on your friends at school. They come to school with a cold, here, let me lay hands on you. You know, and command that sickness off their body and say, Jesus healed you, and walk away. Just leave it at that. Let Jesus do the work on the person. You know, every person who received a miracle when Jesus was walking, when he was on the earth ministering to us, did you realize they were not even saved? Not one person was saved. Yet the miraculous flowed to them. It's the same for everybody out there. Don't judge the person. Just flow in the miraculous. <laughs> Don't judge the person. Just flow in the miraculous power of God. So getting in the presence of God. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Getting in the presence of God. This helped me so much. So we're called to greater works. So let's go to Psalms 100. And when you get in the presence of God... Jesus got in the presence of God because he had to get directions. There was one time he went up to the, the Mount of Transfiguration, right? And he got instructions from Elijah and Moses, okay? So if Jesus had to get in the presence of God, are we not called to get in the presence of God? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And if we're supposed to do greater works, meaning measurable number, we're supposed to do the same works, but we're supposed to do measurable number or amount more works, then don't we ought to get in the presence of God ourselves. Amen? Amen. Psalms 100. Oh, I went too far. Excuse me. Psalms 100, verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. So right there, we have an example of how to enter into the gates. And it's just, we're talking spiritual, you know, so it's still there. It's still, you still have to do this process to get into the presence. 
and it'll take you in. I mean, we worship, we set an atmosphere in the church body, but I'm talking at home, in your own time. When you practice this at home, it'll be easy when you guys come together. It'll be really easy when you come together. So you enter with thanksgiving, and that's the gates. And if you, well, we won't get that to the tabernacle, but it's a really great teaching. <laughs> but, um, and then you go into his courts with praise. So we're in, we start by saying, God, thank you. Thank you for your such a good God. Thank you for redemption. I thank you for healing me. I thank you for redeeming me. Just what are you thankful for? I used to thank God for my noodles. You know, the dry noodles that you have in a canister? I just would go around and thank him for my dry noodles. You know, and I just thank him for all sorts of stuff in my house. My chair, oh, I love that chair. Thank you for the chair. Everything I had, I thank God for. Everything. And then you move into the praise. So then we enter into his courts with praise. God, I praise you. You are holy. You are so holy, God. You're so wonderful and, and, and marvelous and mighty in your works. You're the almighty God. I like to say it, it's spelled A-L-M-I-G-H-T-Y, but I like to spell it A-L-L-M-I-G-H-T-Y, almighty. I mean, I'm sure it's the same thing, but for English comprehension, I think of almighty. He's the all in all. Glory to God. I praise you, God. Thank you, God. You're wonderful, Lord. So now you've entered into his gates with thanksgiving, You've entered into his courts with praise. Amen? So now we need to enter into the holiest of holies. Let's go to Psalms 95. Verses 6 and 7. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. When I first started bowing down at home, it was very awkward. It really was. It, it's, you got to start from the basics. You just have to start. And it was uncomfortable, but I picked a time when I knew nobody would be home. You know, and I just, I knew I had that free time at home to do it. And so I literally got on, got on my floor and I'm like, okay, God, now what? I mean, because I didn't know. I didn't know what to do, right? But I was endeavoring. I wanted the presence of God, and he ministered to my heart that there was no way anything further was going to be able to flow through me until I learned how to submit to his presence. Because if we just flow in the gifts, we're going to think it's all about us. We're going to think, I could do that. Did you see that happen? Blah, blah, blah. But it's in the submission to the presence of God that it, we learn that it all rests in him only and that we're just we just want to get it to other people now when the heart comes out you're just like man you've got to you got to you got to taste this god is so good god is so good and so it's it's in that submission and that surrender of the embarrassment of getting on your knees in your living room going okay god i don't get this but okay here i am right and so it's in that that he begins to minister to your heart he begins to minister to your spirit. And it begins to show you things and gives you greater understanding. We can learn 
and learn and learn and learn and learn, okay? I'm a believer in discipleship. I'm in Bible college. I believe in learning. I do. But if all I did was learn, 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 and never learn to rest in the power and the presence of God, I would be hard. I would think it's me. I would think it's because I, I walk such a good walk. That's why. It's not. Oh, because I did discipleship. That's why. No, it's not. Oh, because I'm in Bible college. That's why the miraculous gets to flow through me. No, it's not. It's God in me. <laughs> Jesus even said, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Well, if you can't believe that, then at least believe the works. That it's God and God and Jesus and we're all three in one and it's all good. It's the same thing with us. Believe me that the Father is in me. I tell you, the Father's in me. <laughs> I tell you, the Father's in you. So then, learning to submit to the presence of God helps those things flow through us to other people. So you got to learn to get in. It's, in, it's hard. It, it's, 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 uh, it's a character building, you know, character building. It really is. Because it's almost embarrassing. You know, you think, oh, somebody walks up to the door and sees me or something, right? It's almost embarrassing, right? But now I'm like, come to the door and join me. <laughs> you know, come. I don't care now. I've been in the presence of God, and nobody's ever going to convince me not to ever get in there again. Once you've gotten in the presence of God, there is nothing like it. There's nothing like it. And to learn how to get in the presence, these are the steps. These are some steps. There's more in there, but these are the ones God took me to, and so I'll share them with you. Right? Because it, it helped me get there, and I want you guys to get there. I want you guys to get in that presence where there's healing. There is um, bondages are broken off. I mean, if you have an addiction, addictions are broken off in, in the presence of God. There's the anointing when you come and somebody lays hands on you and the power of God hits you and addiction is broken off of you. And then there's, there's things when you're sitting in the presence of God that things are broken off of you. I'll tell you, I've gone through some hurts in my life. Um, and we'll just share. Okay. So we're going to share now because God said share. <laughs> and I didn't, didn't want to. Okay. I had gone through a lot of hurts in my life. Sure, self-inflicted, some of them, of course. But the end result was is there was abandonment after abandonment after abandonment. There was abuse after abuse after abuse. There was, I was called failure loser. I mean, I... I was, um, oh, well, all right. <laughs> I was, um, my mom had left me in quite a few places to live. And at one point in time, I lived with a child molester. And um, it was, um, it was interesting. <laughs> um, it was different. Um, I never thought I'd be in a situation like that. Um, I don't believe that I was ever touched. Um, because I don't remember and God's never revealed it to me for healing or anything like that and um, But what happened to my friend was very difficult on me. And so when I was in the room um, And my bed was pulled down away from her bed and it was her father and, and it was difficult And I always carried that burden that I should have done something, you know, and um, but the Lord released me so in but in the presence of God the hurts, the abandonments, the abuse, 
I had gone to psychiatrists. I have asked them because I didn't want to be a minister and minister out of heart, out of hurt. Because then I'm just going to hurt people. I wanted to minister out of healing and redemption and the power of God and what it can do for you and how it can set you free. And I learned, God taught me how to get in his presence. And I would cry and I would cry and I would cry in the presence. So if you cry in the presence of God when you get in there, it's okay. Just stay. <laughs> just stay. Just stay and bawl your little eyes out. I would get my eyes and be all big and swollen, you know. And um, actually, that's not true now that I think about it. Because I used to say, well, I don't want to cry because I want poofy eyes. And then I would get in his presence and I would not have poofy eyes. So that was not true. I used to think about having poofy eyes. But when you're in the presence of God, you'll come out of there without poofy eyes. Because it's the presence of God. But the healing that, that, that transfers into you out of being in his presence, nobody can touch it. Nobody can touch it. Only God. God knows every nook and cranny of your heart. He knows every bad word that's been said to you. He knows every evil person that has touched you. He knows every drug pusher that has pushed a drug on you. And you really didn't want it, but you succumbed to the, the pressure. He knows. He knows. He knows your heart that you don't want it, you don't like it, you don't need it. It wasn't fair. No, I don't agree with it. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. He knows it wasn't fair. And you can tell him. This is how great God is when you're in his presence. That's not fair, and I hate that person, God. How could you let that happen to me? This is how good God is. He can handle that. He can handle that. And then it, stay in that, though. You, you can't walk out in that heart. I'm done, God. I'm out of here. Don't do that. you got to stay in you got to stay in that presence. And then the, the healing starts coming into the heart. And it, it's incredible. And it's hard sometimes. It's awkward. It's like, oh, I don't like that. I don't want to talk about that, God. And he's like, that's okay. We'll just talk about this little piece then. And he just does it one little piece at a time. But you stay in that presence of God. And you cry and you cry and you cry. And healing begins to happen in your heart. And in your mind, I mean, you'll forget. You, you forget some things. You forget how bad they hurt you. And it, it just brings this manifestation of this overwhelming peace and love. And it's indescribable. It's, it's just indescribable. And so getting in the presence of God is the most valuable thing you could ever do for yourself. Let's just stick to ourselves right now. Okay? No matter what you're going through, no matter what you've dealt with, it doesn't matter. you got to get in the presence of God for full healing. And it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you even have to forgive. <gasps> what? God says we have to forgive everybody. No. Once you get in the presence of God, you've already forgiven. The rest is healing. The rest is just healing. And the devil will tell you, you haven't forgiven them. Look at how bitter you are. Look, you're still angry. Look, it still frustrates you. Look, look, look. But I'm telling you, you've already forgiven. Because you're, you're working on it. And that's forgiveness. The rest is healing. It's healing. Hurts, deep scars, wounds, 
They take a long time. They take a long time to heal. And God's not about to tear you and shred you up and talk about all of it. He'll say, okay, let's just take this one piece right here. And let's work on that right now. And he works on that one thing and you're like, that was pretty good, Lord. And then you're, you're like, okay, I'm good there. And then you float along and then you're like, then he's like, okay, now let's do this piece. And you're like, but I want to. But then he reminds you how good the first one, the first healing was about that first piece. And then he takes you to the next piece. And then the next piece. And the next piece. So like I said, I went and I talked to a psychiatrist. And I'm like, okay, am I okay <laughs> to minister? Because I've been through some things. And she's like, how on earth did you get through those things without ever talking to a psychiatrist? And I said, the Holy Spirit. It was God. God healed it all in me. God did it all. Not my pastors. My pastors taught me to come and to eat and tell me I was loved by God regardless. The rest of it came from God himself being in his presence. So we get there by thanking him. Was it awful, the things that happened? Yeah. Do you thank God for that? No. You thank God for other things. You thank God that he's redeemed you. And let's focus on those things. You thank God for the chair that you're sitting on, the bed that you're lying in. I used to be thankful for the one pair of shoes I had. Right? Right? And so you're just thankful for what you have in front of you that you can be thankful for. And you look at those things. And then you praise him. And you tell him that because he really is God. He really is God. He really did create the heavens. He really did create this earth that we're on. He really did create all the stars and all the planets. This is God. He is that great. So we praise him for his greatness and his glory and things like that. And then we bow down in his presence. And we enter into the holies, holies of holies when we bow down and we surrender and submit ourselves to whatever he's willing to do in that moment. Whatever subject he's willing to deal with. <laughs> or whatever subject he brings up. you got to be willing to deal with that. But you got to get on your knees. you got to get on your knees. To God. Um, Christianity and, and, and love and and walking in freedom. And I, I'll get the quote incorrect, but I wrote it down recently. It's not something where you reach up to, but it's something that we stoop down to. God is above us. He really is. But he's a loving, honorable God that is above us. And he'll bring all the healing that we need. So we want to praise him, the glory that's due his name. He's holy and righteous. He's our healer. He's our redeemer. He is wisdom. He is truth. He is mercy. He is our restorer. He is compassion. He is generous. God is a generous God. He is creator. He is king of kings and lords of lords. He is honorable and he is to be honored. I would bow down before the Lord. I have this note. And I would wait. And I would say, I honor you for you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords and worthy of all honor. For you are from everlasting to everlasting. You have always been, you are now, and you will always be almighty God. God needs to be set above everything else 
in my life, including myself, life. So regardless of the things that you have gone through, God doesn't take them lightly. So he's not trying to ask you to slough those things off as if nothing ever happened. He wants you to get into communion with him and fellowship with him so that he can bring healing and restoration to those things that have happened. If you forget the things to call God, I almost brought this up, and I saw it this morning. I thought, oh, I need that. (laughs) But that's it right there, that little picture frame back there, and he shall be called. I know that there's Emmanuel, King of King and Lord of Lord, bright and morning star. He's our comforter, our healer, our redeemer. He's Al Shaddai. He is Jehovah Jireh. I mean, he is he is everything. He really needs to be your all in all. He wants to be. He wants that that communion, that that regular fellowship in his presence. And that's what Jesus did. And that's how Jesus got directions. He he knew where to go, how to go, when to do it, when not to do it. He listened and was obedient. He often went to prayer. We often need to get in the presence. And we don't always have to say anything. Sometimes I just cry. Sometimes I just cry. There's something deep inside of me that was hurt long ago, and I buried it, buried it, buried it, buried it. And he'll just start crying, or I'll just start crying, and he brings healing. But it's in that presence that we'll find the strength for the day, the power for the day. We'll learn to flow in the miraculous to do greater works for God. So I encourage you all, get in the presence of God. I mean, I'm telling you, it's like so amazing, so amazing just to taste that. It's a taste of heaven. It's good. It's a good, good thing. Amen? Amen. 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 So I did ask the Lord about redemption. Um, when I was praying, we were coming out. We were coming from California. We had some family business to take care of, so we left at 4. No, we got up at 4. 4.30 for me. <laughs> and we were driving out, and I was praying, and I was asking the Lord about redemption today. 